0: And welcome in to the G.I. Jake show right here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, Jake Miller, alongside Brett Hollander, intern Jack. I have no idea where Marcus is this morning. Has anyone talked to Marcus? I hope you're okay. If you're listening, please send me a text. And my watch will ding because I have yet to figure out how to turn the sound off.
1: Maybe it means he had a good night. What's that? Maybe it means he had a good night.
2: (laughs) All his... How do you do on the bets? Uh, Marcus. Went well, I was talking about
1: Valentine's Day.
2: Oh yeah, true. But that's a good point too. He's
1: outspending all his winnings already.
0: Bless his heart. Tennessee getting it done last night out in Fayetteville, trying to break the curse of doing bad against red teams on the road. Tennessee gets the win, ninety-two to sixty-three, in a late game out in Fayetteville. Jonas Adou. Most productive player on the court, 23 points, 12 rebounds. Don't connect with 22 points, three impressive blocks, two assists, two steals, two rebounds. Josiah Jordan James plays how we want him to play, 12 points, good job. And then we also had a Jordan Ganey siding, 17 points, two of three from the three-point line, six of eight, all in all, hits all of his free throws. That's the one thing we got to work on there with connect. 7 to 10, 70%, that's decent. You want to be shooting about 80 to 90% from the free throw line in order to give yourself the best chance to win. Tennessee really shut down basically Arkansas's entire roster. They had one, two, three, four guys get to 8 points. Of course, they had, of course, Tremont Mark. He's going to score 12. He was really the only one that was really putting up the most shots between Davis and Graham. I mean, they put up nine apiece, but nobody from Arkansas. And when I say nobody, I mean absolutely Nobody in that starting lineup shot over 50%. Good defensive game by Tennessee all in all as we get set. Come back home this weekend. Thank goodness. I haven't even checked the tip-off time. I just pray that it is. Okay, well, I can deal with a 6 o'clock tip. I think it's 6. I can deal with with that. I can deal with a 6 o'clock tip.
1: I can't deal with these 9 o'clock tips. I just can't do it. Can't do it, won't do it. You probably could have gotten in bed early last night, though. That game was over early. <laughs> well, with what we do, Brett, we don't really have that luxury. <laughs> That's true. We don't really have
0: that luxury. Poor Rick Butler, Rocky Top Insider. He's probably up until, oh, goodness, 1 o'clock, one thirty, doing his thing. Bless his heart. Brett, how are you, sir?
1: Doing good. It was nice to take care of business uh, last night. That's what we should have done on Saturday to a weaker opponent. Uh, it's amazing how bad Arkansas is. That's the first time we won down there, I think, I all since oh9 So you ended that streak as well. Uh, you know that you got a little worried because it started eerily similar to A and M the way they came out and started busting threes on us, right, uh, early on. Uh, but they're they're just weak everywhere. I mean, even Mark. Wasn't even that impressive. No. Adu did what he ha- needed to do. Was dominant. I mean, they looked like they had like five wings out there. Basically, it they really don't have did. a point guard. They don't have a center. And Adu did what he he needed to do, which was dominate. And yeah, uh, yeah just took care of business. It was. I mean, it really did. See. It
0: seemed like we were playing against a bunch of twos and a bunch of threes. Yeah. Talking about the position, the shooting guard and the small forward. But all in all, I don't think there's really much bad that you can say about last
1: night. Well, the only thing I would say is I I I don't I guess I should just be used to it by now. But Vescovy's starting I don't know what his deal is at all. Like he's lost something over the over the summer or something. But he can't he that poor guy man he can't really do anything. It's no. you would never guess he was first team all conference last two seasons. No, and carried us to a Sweet Sixteen last year, leading scorer, all this different stuff. I mean, he just, what did he do? Over for 3 last night? over for 4? He was over for 3. I mean, I know his plus minus was 10, but when you win by 30, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Gainey, if we didn't have Gainey this season, like, we, we I don't know what trouble. we would do. I mean, that's the thing is, like, yeah, he's, been he's solid.
0: Only, he's only going to show up every few games, but at the same time, it's like, if we didn't have him, like you said, we might be in trouble.
1: And he hasn't been great. I mean, no. the inconsistencies there for him, but he's like, he's new to this league. Vescovy's been around at this level.
0: Have you noticed with his shot, when he rushes it, when he starts rushing
1: shots, Who are you talking about? Ganey? Yeah, I mean, he had more time to set. If that's yeah. what you're getting to, yeah.
0: That's the thing. Is if he has more time to set his feet and actually shoot the ball, he's going to play very well. Yeah,
1: that was like a shoot-around yesterday. They weren't defending or anything else. No,
0: Now, Vescovy did do work on the boards. I mean, he had six rebounds. Yeah. But – it's just, I don't know, he's not the same player that we've seen, like you said, all conference past two seasons. And, put, you, you and what are we
1: that. doing with our starters in with, like, eight minutes to go? You're up by like 25, 30 points. Give Carr some minutes. Get DeLeon some run. Put Phillips in there. Like, you've won the game. Yeah. This is games to get – like we talk about when we're blowing teams out in football, put some younger guys in. You're still leaving starters out there. Yeah. You know, like, you never know. You never know. And you're going to need these guys. So, I don't know. That was – those are my only – Takeaways, Vescovy, and just Carl only getting three minutes, Dillion only four minutes, and you're winning by 30 points. Yeah.
2: So.
0: Jack, what were your initial thoughts?
2: Yeah, I didn't uh, catch too much of this game, but, yeah, glad to see we took care of business. Um, yeah, the, the only real negative I see is just that three-point percentage. It's pretty bad, and obviously not a lot a lot of shots taken from there either. Um, just got to hit our threes when we can, and, yeah, that has a lot to do with Vescovy and Ganey, so if they can get consistent at the same time that would be huge
0: all in all Tennessee shooting 29.4 percent from three last night 56.9 percent overall and as I've told y'all I like the 80 to 90 mark or better for free throws and Tennessee shot 87.5 going 21 to 20. he did what you're
1: supposed to do last night it was dominating yeah. a fury opponent inside I mean I bet 11 of uh of points were yeah, you know, our baskets at least seven or eight of them were dunks. yeah so i mean and that's what you want so and you're you're able to attack the basket get to the free throw line so the three wasn't as crucial last night if you can get to the basket do that every time don't worry about it. and we the only other thing too i feel like they were ripping us a lot like a lot of steals how many steals did they end up with like 15 something like that they I ended mean, up with 12 it feels like we were real weak with the ball um so i mean I mean, there are some negatives you can take away. I mean, but from, but the positives were overwhelming. But, you know, that was – you did – I was just happy to see what you – you're supposed to be a top-10 team and dominate an inferior opponent, and that's what you did.
0: Absolutely. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this West Coast. Rosie. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to be talking about the NCAA. We're going to be talking about Tennessee baseball because guess what? It's just about baseball time. It's exciting. In Tennessee. And this is something that, you know, a few years ago – wouldn't have even been touched on no. sports radio in Knoxville, but now it's turned into a week long conversation about the midweek game than the series you got coming up that weekend, mm-hmm. which helps us because it actually gives us something to talk about. Because it used to be you talk about football, you talk about basketball, you're going to lose a little bit with basketball because more people care about football than they do basketball. Yeah. But now you got a new audience that you're targeting. Yeah. With baseball, Tony Vitello and the boys getting set to do battle this weekend. We're one day away from baseball season, and I think we're ranked eighth going into the season, yeah,
1: you're right around ten in a lot of the polls, I would say, yeah, and right. then there's about seven eight s SEC teams right there with you, yeah, you know it's crazy how good it is,
0: yeah, and one thing to preface about baseball is do you all remember last year mm-hmm. when this team was on the verge of not even going to Hoover,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, and then we, we end definitely up in had the their College ups and downs, yeah,
0: like baseball is weird. Like, that weird stuff happens in baseball. Yeah. Like, you can have the entire team go into a hitting slump and stay in a hitting slump for weeks on end.
2: Yeah. That's how that Notre Dame series felt a couple of years ago. It was just What also didn't help team.
0: that well, Drew you, Gilbert got ejected, and then Frank Anderson, bless his heart, once he realized what he had done, he gets ejected. Yeah. Well,
1: and the other thing was you expected the starting pitching to just be next level last year, and they didn't. Besides Beam really, I mean, Dolander and Burns kind of struggle. I mean, Burns got sent to the bullpen. Yeah. You know, so uh, but no, I mean, it's definitely exciting to be able to have us you almost have twelve months of quality teams, quality sports teams to talk about yeah, all I mean, year long.
0: All in all can we what what is it like? Ten months total. We get quality sports.
1: Yeah, and in those two months you're getting a lot of football information. Yeah. You know, like who's doing well at practice, and, you know, talk about the upcoming season, you know. Who but- did
0: Lynn J. Dixon get in a fight with? <laughs> Speaking of fights, did anyone see what happened in the NBA between the Warriors and the Pistons?
1: Uh Maybe the Warriors
0: uh, Clippers? or the Suns? Oh, Suns! Well, I did Sons. see
1: the. If you want to talk about Warriors, we can talk about Draymond laying on the ground for 15 minutes <laughs> while the play was going. That was hilarious. That's
0: just that's Draymond, but uh, I meant Phoenix Suns. Oh, well,
1: yeah. I mean that yes. was. I wonder. That's crazy yeah, what happened there. Soul
2: charge for that too. Yeah, like,
1: dude. I went to, booked him.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say this. What association is that? It's the national National Basketball Association, right? Mm-hmm. If you get in a fight pregame, you just deal with it. They no need to get the cops involved. Cause didn't oh. Eubanks play last night
1: uh, against the Warriors? Yeah, or no, against what? the Pistons? Uh, Eubanks or I know the other guy played, didn't he? The other punched. I don't know. I was so the confused on those, Cause who? Yeah, I think they all played. Yeah, they both played. Yeah. He went to jail after the he game.
0: He had six points and six rebounds. If he was okay enough to play in the game and get you six points and six rebounds, his plus minus was plus five, there was no need to call the cops.
2: Actually, I don't think Stewart played.
0: I thought he did. They might I just, know Eubanks played.
2: Yeah, Eubanks did, but I don't see I don't see Stewart on here. You know what? He was in He wasn't in wow.
0: jail yet. I've never seen that. Yeah, right. I've never seen a player go to jail for a fight.
1: Well, We don't know the we don't know the, details. we don't know the details. You de- can't just because you're an athlete doesn't mean you get disregarded from going to jail. If you assault somebody, you ass- didn't he punch him in the back, though? He, like, snuck up on him and hit him. He didn't just face-to-face, did it? What did the article
2: say? I thought he, like— It's just crazy, like, if he had just waited for the, the whistle to start the game. Like, they probably – yeah, they probably wouldn't arrest him. they just tee him up or something like that. Like,
0: well, he was – uh, I just read he's, he missed the game last night. Stewart did okay. because of a sprained ankle. Okay.
2: Mm. How are you going to get mad How at How do you get or, arrested? Yeah, right. He must have said something
1: real bad. But that guy seems like he's got a temper. He tried to go after LeBron
2: like last year. I wish he would have.
1: There was like eight guys that held him back.
2: LeBron would handle him. Yeah, easy. <laughs>
0: Goodness. Goodness. We're going to be talking with West Coast Rusty here in about five minutes for his weekly appearance here on the G.I. Jake Show. As we, like we said, we're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about the NCAA mess. We're going to be talking about Tennessee baseball and what the season really holds. Because, I mean, there's not really much to say about last night. I mean, that was an ass-whipping. Can we all agree, like, that was just a bona fide ass-whipping that Tennessee laid on Arkansas? Uh,
1: Yes, I would say so, yeah.
0: Like, it felt like they kind of made a run there towards the end of the first half, but after that, I mean, it was never in question. Like, I don't think that game was ever in question to anybody. Especially with that dominating run that we went on.
1: No, I mean, yeah, no. I was just worried, though, hitting those early shots, give them confidence to go throughout the game, and clearly it didn't matter. We went to – our defense was better.
2: Our energy was better. Just When Andy was playing like that, like
1: – Yeah, I mean, again, he's just – to he's us. he's good against teams. He's, yeah. He, I mean – He's always dominated these bad teams like this with weak inside games. It's we're not but that's worried about what he's about, supposed to do. Right. But I'm just it's not gonna be that easy. I mean he was You'd like he, to see him take He was getting wide row. open dunks and like yeah. there was no I mean, it was so easy last night. Like it's you know, and Saturday's probably gonna be the same way against uh Vandy. Vandy and then
2: Missouri's terrible too, so yeah. yeah. So.
1: so I mean you got a pretty easy stretch. Should I mean be let's some cake call blocks. it like Yeah, just yeah. Just like you're gonna use these games to get ready for that stretch run where you got four really good teams. Really You got it you got yeah. A and you go them. You gotta handle A and
0: M. Like yeah. you got a five game gauntlet at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it can be done. It has been done before. I'm just excited to watch it all unfold. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake show marches on. West Coast Rusty joins us next right here on Fan Run Radio.
3: 3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of...
0: here on the GI Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM online at fanrunradio.com and your free Fan Run Radio app. Pleased to be joined by my good friend, West Coast Rusty of Big Orange Manta. Rusty, what's up, buddy?
4: Was that Kevin Nash and the guys coming out, rocking the black and red just then that I heard playing?
0: Yes, you did. WCW, wow.
4: baby.
5: <laughs> Love it.
0: Love Absolutely, it. man. So, Rusty. Going out on the road last night, Tennessee travels to Fayetteville and did exactly what we were supposed to do in a game like that. It's a game in which you know that you're leaps and bounds better than your opponent. And you go into their house and you full-blown dominate. And it's kind of been a curse because that was the first time Tennessee had won there and I, I couldn't tell you how long. And then you also look at the Georgia streak that they had down at the Stag. And it's like, why can we not beat teams that wear red on the road? And you go out and you do that. So now you look at this, you look at the Georgia game. It's like, okay, well that we can't use that as an excuse anymore. It's like these two curses have been broken. So it wasn't just a fluke. We've done it. And we've done it time and time again up to this point. And big thing, man, Jonas Adu, twenty three and twelve last night, absolutely making it happen down low. Dalton Connect, three impressive blocks, twenty two points. What was your initial reaction from the game since you uh you got a better start time on this game than what we did?
5: yeah
4: yeah but that's that's rupture on the east coast um my my thoughts were that game's just hard to take much away from' them cause that that's a that's just a really really bad basketball team, and they have no resistance for jonas um they i mean they do pressure the ball well they 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 do all they can on the perimeter defense uh, clutching and grabbing. And and I thought they got away with a lot of a lot of hand checking, for the most part. But it, it still didn't matter. They did. They just didn't have anything for us. There. I I've, these next three games, even after this one, it's just go take care of business against inferior opponents. I know we play a And M in, in those three games, but we we they're in, they're an inferior opponent. We need to get that revenge at home and then get on to the to the the things that matters. Need to, Jonas needs to. I don't, I, he don't have to have like six dunks and dominate like he did last night. But we need to see him against Broom and there's a couple other big guys we're going to put down the stretch. We need to see him have somewhat games like last night, 12, 15 points, um, and and at least go head-to-head with with bigs down the stretch. That's that's what I'm looking for with this basketball team.
0: Absolutely. It does help that you get those two games. I wouldn't call them pushover games but essentially that's what they are. Missouri's not good. Vanderbilt's not good. But then you have this five-game gauntlet that we're about to enter in which it's vital that you at least go 4-1 and during that stretch, in my honest opinion. I feel like Tennessee in that last five-game stretch needs to at least go 4-1 and if you want to be in contention to get that number one seed. Now, I haven't looked at bracketology as of late, but we got into a number one slot and then immediately dropped back out of it after a very lackluster performance at Texas A&M. So, when you watch that Texas A&M game and know that you got them on the schedule again, coming to Knoxville here in a couple of weeks, just the ridiculousness that we saw in that game. And you saw the hanging on the rim for like five seconds, what seemed like five seconds. Like, are they not going to tee this guy up? No? Okay, whatever. But then Buzz Williams running out to the logo and just acting like a full-blown clown, looking like he's going to a wedding because that's the only person I've ever seen wear a vest with no jacket over top of it, like it really looked like the guy was going to his fifth wedding of the year, running out on the floor.
4: Tupac and Gangster Party video did back in the day. Very nice when they were when him and Snoop were in court. He was rocking the vest, no no coat look.
0: Very interesting. Did not know that. But your yeah. your initial your thoughts on that man? Like that was just Pat Adams being Pat Adams. That's what I saw. Yeah. There.
4: I mean, the the bus thing's ridiculous. It's so it, – it was almost like it was so egregious the referees didn't even know what to do. Maybe that was it. They were just like – they couldn't believe what they were seeing, so they didn't know if they were supposed to call it technical or throw him out or if the game was over. Like, is he celebrating because that's it? The, the clock ran out and we didn't realize it? So, I don't know. I, I think that will be corrected. I don't think there will ever be a mistake like that again. And, and it, 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 it wasn't changing the outcome of the ballgame. The there was debris thrown on the floor by fans. It, that should have been an announced warning that the next time that happens from the crowd, there's a technical foul. They were warned earlier in the ball game for deflecting the ball after it go, after it goes to their basket. So we can't we can't get in get into transition after a made basket. Um, and then they did it again a couple times in the second half. And uh, once they're warned, it should have been an immediate technical for that. So that 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 crew missed a ton of stuff. But we all know who Pat Adams is. It's he, he's <laughs> he's the worst official in sports.
0: He's this generation's um, TV, Teddy.
4: Teddy's actually great, though. Teddy's a brilliant referee. Teddy just, as the nickname goes, it's about TV. Teddy wants to be noticed. But he actually does a really good job officiating ballgames, and he doesn't get affected by the away crowds. He doesn't get influenced by coaches. He calls the game as he sees it and does a pretty good job. But he's going to be demonstrative. I know he, I know Teddy's the most hurt by the block charge call being kind of kind of what's happened to it because he loved love 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 to get to be dramatic and you know moonwalk five steps and then run down court do the running man and then point in the other direction for a charge call he enjoyed that but that's that's gone now and you don't get to do it but overall Pat Adams is in his own category he's he's incompetent it's not that he is dirty or a cheater in that stuff I I I think sometimes it's it's a It's a, he doesn't have an IQ in triple digits. No offense.
1: Uh, Rusty, yeah, I know there wasn't much to take away from it, but I feel like this is just a culmination of the season he's having. But I, I guess I'm to the point where I'm just not expecting much from Vescovy much anymore. I don't know what's happened to him this season. I mean, it's hard to believe he was, he's a (laughs) two-time first team, all-conference player, and he carried us to a sweet 16 last year. And now he's just a shell of himself, to be honest, uh, I think we'd be kinda lost right now if we didn't I mean, surprising to say, but Gainey's giving you more. <laughs> and if we didn't have his scoring punch and Josiah's been hit or miss, but I feel like even he's been a little more uh dependent offensively. Uh I just wanna know your thoughts on Vescovy. Uh I mean, does he get his minutes cut more and now that Ganey's kinda coming on? What what is your takeaway with Vescovy right now?
4: I think the rotation that we've been playing with is what you're basically going to see. There may be a, a night where minutes go three more to this guy and three less to that guy just because the one guy hot, uh, whatever. But I think basically what we're seeing is who and, and how we're going to divvy up things. Um, as long as Vescovy is still giving you all the other things that he does well,
5: mm-hmm.
4: he – Made a made an unbelievable pass last night when out of out of a ball screen to give do a, a spoon fed dunk. Right, um, drew a double team. Just a great great look. Um, he's still defending at a high level. He still keeps his man off the glass as good as anybody on the court. If you if you want to if you want to watch really really close stuff, he boxes out on rebounding better than anybody on our team. Right. And I know that's not a sexy thing that people notice, but that matters. If if, if everybody boxed out the way he does. We would not give up a rebound to the other team. Um, and as long as he still commands his guy to, like, not leave him wide open in the half-court offense, he's valuable. Because, like, th- there's there's things that other guys are doing better, but
1: let's right.
4: be honest, they don't, draw, they don't draw a defender's attention as much, and if they don't draw a defender's attention much, it makes connects life harder. It makes driving the basketball harder if you can sag off a Mayshack or if you can sag off a Duke. Um, I, I like LSU last week, they, their, their big center Baker didn't, didn't leave the paint several times when they do without on the perimeter. And Viscovi at least makes you account for him, even when he's going over two or three or whatever. Behind our, and right. he'll have nights. Like he hit a couple in the LSU game that were, that were in clutch moments. He hit a couple big ones at Kentucky. Yeah. He's, he's not shooting as well. He's not as confident in it clearly, but I, I, I think we're fine where we're at. Okay. I I, I, I would love to see him get on a tear and, and shoot 40% the rest of the way. But if he doesn't, just make sure you're doing all the other little stuff.
0: Absolutely. And, Rusty, you know, earlier this week, Tennessee went to Greenville, the state of Virginia. state of Tennessee went to Greenville to combat the NCAA. And in the NCAA's response, because the rule is it's like you can you can engage in conversation – but you can't sign a deal if you're a recruit. And you can't leverage that to a recruit if you're an NIL collective. But once you're committed, you can have that conversation. The NCAA, with the gray area that there is, there's no black and white to this. It's all a gray area. Nobody really knows the rules, what you can and cannot do. Finally, the state of Tennessee, the state of Virginia said, we've had enough. And of course, the NCAA fumbles the bag in their response to the federal judge, to what Tennessee and Virginia had to say in this. Can we just go ahead and submit the fact that the NCAA is about to lose every bit of power that they have, considering the SEC and Big 12, or excuse me, the Big 10, have formed a joint commission. It's like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do with these other two conferences. Here's what we're going to do with the ACC and the Big 12. Pac-12 doesn't really exist anymore, but we can absorb those teams. And now – We're going to talk about expansion of the college football playoff in a different format. We're going to be talking about expanding March madness. We're going to be talking about revenue sharing just overall with what all has happened in the past two days. What do you make of what's happening? Several
4: things. The NCAA doesn't know their, know even what their rule means. That was clear by the statement that you're talking about with, with what, what their attorney said. He couldn't define the difference in the thing they came up with because they tried to come up with something to circumvent the rule, but it, it doesn't do it. the biggest thing I took away from from what was said in the courtroom the other day was um the the harm situation the n c a kind of told on themselves and admitted there was harm. They said it's not irreparable harm it's not it's not massive harm but they, they actually did in their own words say there was some harm, and some harm is irreparable, no matter how big or how little. If 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 players are being harmed in any way, some is anyway, they they kind of got themselves. Which I didn't think um, a PI was going to be granted going into Tuesday. I lean more now towards I think it's going to be granted because of the NCAA admitting there is some harm caused. That's massive to me in 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 our small world of the, of this whole big gamut of what's going on with the NCAA. Um. So I I thought going in that we weren't going to get the PI and I thought it was like a 99.9% chance that we were going that that Tennessee versus in Virginia versus the NCA will be one at the end of the trial. Um but I think I think we're actually going to get the PI and it's going to go forward. C- can I get into a bigger scope of this whole thing sure. that that everybody keeps talking about the wild wild west and what what what's going to become of all this and how bad it is why is it so bad the most popular sport on earth the most popular league on earth and i'm going to hurt some feelings here is 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 european soccer now i'm talking about on earth because it travels everywhere and it, mm-hmm. the nfl is not being watched in in bangladesh right <laughs> um so the most popular sport on earth it's a free market completely free market you can spend whatever you want and those leagues are healthy what does it matter if there's 25 programs that can spend whatever they want in college football and they're going to be superior to everybody else it's been that way forever it's actually been like 10 programs but with this new world that we live in it's more like 25 because there are teams, there are oregons and schools like that that can go out and compete now financially with the teams that have historically been great. What's it matter if it's the Wild Wild West? Why are, we, why are we afraid of that? I mean, I get we don't want coaches having to deal with recruiting high school kids and the transfer portal in December. Let's fix that situation. Let, let's make a portal month not be that month. Or let's make the high school commitment or the the signing the early signing date, let's make it in August. We, we can move some stuff around and make coaches' lives harder. But as far as this whole deal with, with it's bad that kids can buy Lamborghini, Lamborghinis, get over it. They're worth it. Their, their value says they're worth that, and they deserve it if they want it. And who cares if Tennessee can spend more than Vandy or if Ohio State can spend more than Northwestern? It's just the way it is. It's always been that way.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, it's always been the wild, wild west. The only difference between now and then is the fact that everybody knows what these guys are making, and so does the IRS, so now they have to pay yeah. taxes. Like, that's the only difference. and That's great. what it was versus Damn, what it is. And we can
4: now. all stop pretending.
0: Yeah. I mean, we all know what went on in Alabama and Georgia before NIL <laughs> became a thing. We all know exactly what happened, because you cannot finance, I don't care who you are, you cannot finance an $80,000 muscle car at 18 years old, with no job, and somehow have $20,000 in cash. It just doesn't work that way. That's not how the real world is. But, Rusty, jumping off of that real quick before I let you go, Tennessee baseball is back in action tomorrow as they head down to Dallas, technically Arlington. Mm -hmm. Take on Texas Tech on Friday, Oklahoma on Saturday, and Baylor on Sunday. Hopefully the Daytona 500 will be over. That way I can tune in that one, but you never know with NASCAR. Rusty got some good transfers coming in. Cannon Peebles coming in. I think it's going to be an interesting season for the Vols coming in ranked eighth in the first poll that got released. So when you look at the schedule, obviously we know that we got some games up front. You know, you got Illinois that's going to be you know, somewhat tough. You got a midweek game against K-State. But before you get in conference play, it should be a slate in which Tennessee just rolls and rolls and keeps on rolling before you take on Alabama come mid-March.
4: Yeah, but but again, it's still baseball. This is I mean, it, football is is our thing, you know, Tennessee's thing, and, and people get so kind of in that lens. They look through that lens for basketball and baseball. Basketball and baseball are different. Basketball, some nights shots don't go in, and the other team goes crazy. Sometimes baseball, your pitcher doesn't have his stuff. Sometimes, I mean, in a, in a sport where you fail, if you fail seven out of ten times, you're you're a hall of famer. Um, if, if all nine of your guy, all nine of your lineup guys have a night where they're they're in their seven failures, and and you have a bunch of offers, it, it, it can be anybody can beat anybody. I mean, a Triple A AAA baseball team can beat a Major League baseball team. I don't, I don't know if everybody realizes that, but on a given day, that can happen. Yes. Um, so, so the big thing that we're looking for right now is I I want to see AJ start Friday night. I think that was the right move. I kind of felt like all along, everything I was hearing, tea leaves, whatnot, that AJ was going to go Friday night and Bean was going to go Saturday. Um, we got to figure out the third-pitcher situation. That's that's the biggest thing we need to to really get down to is, is who's going to be Sunday starter. Um, and I don't just mean for this weekend because I doubt – I'm guessing whoever starts this weekend probably isn't the long-term answer. I think they're I, gonna. You know, I've heard it, z Chris. Guys,
1: I've heard it's z is gonna maybe go on Sunday. Right now,
4: so I think we'll, that's right, Brett. Yeah, I, I, I do think Xander's gonna pick Sunday. I think Sunday. he deserves a
1: shot and see what he's got, yeah, especially sure. early on. So, but I,
4: I, I think there's gonna be several, three or four guys out of the bullpen that are they're gonna they're yeah. gonna see what those guys do as as the as the not the preseason but the the pre-conference season rolls along before we get to a. For, for sure. And it may be Xander. He, he may end up being the guy that yeah. that's our all the time. Sunday guy, the lineup's going to be filthy. Um, I, I do expect this season to be, a uh, a lot of 10 to six, 10 to seven, 11 to yeah. eight type wins for the Vols. I think we're going to give up some runs, but I think we're going to score a bunch.
1: Love it. Yeah. Um, can I ask him another question? Go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, who's your guy this year? I mean, you get Billy Amick, Amick from where do he come from? I forgot where he Clemson. came. Clemson. Clemson. And then obviously Cannon Peebles. Clemson. But then you, I think this is, I mean, besides that year with Beck and all those guys, man, this offense is probably going to be, I think, just as good. I mean, you look at some of the guys you could have off the bench. I know you got a JUCO guy that led the all of JUCO in home runs and RBIs last year, Villanueva. Uh, you know. Obviously, you want to figure out shortstop, I think. Um, I know uh, Moore's been mentioned, but I'm not sure if he's going to be they starter. Love, they
4: love the freshman that has the wrist injury. That's, yeah, that's I'm guy.
1: looking at the projected starters for Friday, and it looks like they have Moore listed as shortstop right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. just your overall thoughts of the lineup. I mean, do you feel – I mean, do you see – Burke was a, is a big question mark. He had a little bit of a down year. He was really all or nothing. Um and he might if he struggles this year you got some guys that might step in and take a role away from him uh i don't he might have a short release last year he didn't have really about anybody that could replace him and he's a left-handed bat you don't see many of those in college so just your quick overall thought of the lineup
4: it it's filthy i i believe that i believe tony and the guys feel like this lineup um is more complete than the lineup 2 years ago yeah um maybe maybe not as much pop at the top. Mm -hmm. um, But I think they feel like that the nine hole guy is better than the nine hole guy that year. Um, I think they feel like it's loaded tears dry. uh, Dryling's got the best swing in baseball in in college baseball. Um, It's it's, if a coach wanted to build a robot and have it swing perfectly, (laughs) it would be Dylan dryling. His his swing is absolutely flawless. There's no wasted motion. It's all the, the bats in the zone forever it, it's perfect um and i and i i feel like burke may not have an elite year but i think he i, th- I still think burke's bat in the lineup is is always scary for the other team yes. and i think it makes the other guys running better Yeah. um i, I think i think your guy that's going to lead it lead us in home runs and lead us in batting average is, is amic i think i think he's yeah, going to end up having the biggest yeah. year yeah
0: yeah very good stuff rusty i'm, I'm
4: looking for I'm anxious to see who leads us off. That's the last thing I'm really looking to see who do we do we stay is Insley or Dryling going to be the everyday leadoff guy? So that's that's what I'm interested in. Also, yeah.
0: absolutely good stuff, Rusty. All tell right, us guys. where to find you on Twitter. Uh, it's at West Coast Rusty, or you can
4: you can go to the other site, which is at Big Orange Banter. We do our Big Orange Banter on a uh, one night early in the week and one night late in the week. We'll we'll be doing a Friday night. Uh, come out and listen to us. Um, if you if you love us or hate us, and if you love Jake's show or you don't love Jake's show, uh, listen anyway. It, it's it's fun to hate listen. Half of Howard Stern's listeners are hate listeners, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it, enjoy, enjoy hating what we say.
0: <laughs> I think I might know who that was directed towards. Rusty, it was, a- it's directed towards all our fans, absolutely and not fans, absolutely. Rusty, thank you so much, man. We'll talk again soon. Love you, buddy. That is West Coast Rusty making his weekly appearance here on the GI Jake Show. Stay with us. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well. Final segment, hour number one of the GI Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Check out our friends at Inward Half. Have y'all ever seen their golf apparel? Pretty Mm -hmm. spectacular, not going to lie. Love the way they design the shirts. Love the way, because their hoodies, they got that nice cream color on the outside, but in the hood, it's got like a nice little Tennessee-related design. Mm. You can check it out, inwardhalf.com. Check them out. Have you all seen, also, the new NCAA football game coming out this summer? They have updated their cover photo on Facebook. We have almost made it, men. We have almost made it. One of the greatest sports video games of all time is coming back. Brett, are you going yeah. to be buying the copy of the game when it releases? Uh, Probably not. Or will everybody just be uh, <laughs> over at my place?
1: <laughs> I'm not a, as big into video games as I once was, so probably not. My brother will probably get it, so I'll just probably, whenever I'm – Chilling with him, probably be playing it then.
0: Well, and something that we need to take into account here. Jack, This the last game was released 11 years ago. Did you get a copy of that game?
2: Oh, yeah. I had 12, 13, and 14, and would have kept going if they didn't stop it. Um, That was a that was, sad day for young Jack. That but, was a sad day. Um, Yeah, I will definitely be buying the new game. By the
0: way, we have creative freedom in this one again. So, you, like, you know how you get on the EA team builder. And build your own uniforms, build your own helmets, build your own pants. That's coming back as well.
1: You enjoy that more than the gameplay. I feel like. I mean, I you enjoy always that. talk about the uniforms. And well, I do it on designing uh,
0: stuff. Two K as well. Because yeah. you have the Two K uniform designer. So what I do probably is probably like,
1: simulate all your games, don't you?
0: <laughs> uh, well, when you have uh, Jake Miller as your <laughs> shooting guard, averaging about forty-five points and fifteen assists and fifteen rebounds and five blocks a game.
2: That dude's better than Braun. You're probably sure. you're
1: probably like Lamelo on that game, like when he was in high school, just never passing, just always chucking it up half court shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: pulling up from the logo. Gotta He's sit. in the goat debate for sure. Well,
0: <laughs> this dude also has the Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins dunk package. So okay, <laughs> pretty stout. That dude's pretty stout. Let's go back to the phones. 865-546-8200, Your number if you want to chime in. Joshie boy is up first. What do you say, Josh?
5: What do you say, Jake?
0: Not a lot, buddy. How are
1: you?
5: Good. How are you, uh, Brett, and uh, Jack doing?
1: Good. He has to
5: Good. <laughs> I should have gave you guys another winner yesterday. I was until I decided to tip off. I took Toby White from the Bulls over 20 and a half points. Mm. And that
2: hit. He went off.
0: Yes, he did.
5: Golly. Yeah, he did. So, uh, Jake, who's on the latest cover of NCAA football?
0: We don't know that yet. We don't know that. But, who's your guess?
1: Uh, is it going to be somebody from like this coming I mean, season or is it going to be somebody from past? I think
0: like it would be somebody from past. Like Caleb Williams? I would assume it would be Caleb Williams. I'm, Put Joe I'm Burrow gonna, on the cover of it.
1: <laughs> Joe Burrow. Yeah. Go back to when it stopped and just start from there. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Put an old guy on there.
5: I wouldn't be surprised. I know they don't put coaches on there never, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put Nick Saban on there,
0: mm. kind of like they did for John Madden.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's a good thought. Yeah, I could see that happening.
0: What if they called it Saban's football? Would you still buy the game? <laughs> <You> no.
5: <know. laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. But uh, so your interview with uh, Rusty it was really good. Did he? I got to listen to some of it. Did he say who starting pitcher would be Sunday in Sunday's game, or is that still to be determined?
0: It's still to be determined. Um, I've not heard anything, and neither is he. So we're just uh, we're kind of playing it by ear at this point. It's like the, if we get it, we get it.
1: The rumors I've heard are that it's Zechrist, The uh, he was this. He was always a midweek starter last year. He might get first crack at it. Is what the rumors are right now. Yeah. Which wouldn't be bad. I think he deserves a chance to start that Sunday, just see what he's got.
5: Are you guys excited about uh, this year's
0: team? I hope. I mean, Josh, I mean, I hope we make it to Omaha. I mean, that's the goal. That's kind of the standard that's been set. So, I mean, I think we have every reason to be excited. As long as Tony Vitell is your coach, you know, he can assemble a roster. Mm -hmm. And he's at least going to help you make a run. And it's unfortunate that his two best teams – didn't even make it to Omaha, you know, yeah. the Drew Gilbert, uh, Jordan Beck team that did not make it. And then the COVID year.
1: Yeah, which know. some say was better than that. Yeah. The one after that. <laughs> and Tony yeah. will even tell you that. Yeah.
5: I was uh, looking the other day and uh, they're plus 145 to get to Omaha.
0: Plus 145 to get I to think Omaha.
1: Most experts have us, uh, that I've seen, have us in those eight teams to make it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Joshie, you, are you going to uh, – people haven't really talked about it. Do you have any interest in keeping up in how Burns is doing this year? I've seen in some of his preseason outings he's obviously been lights out. Uh, do you have any interest in keeping up with him?
5: I may keep up with it. Because like exactly. they're loaded over there. Yeah. Did, uh, did they lose that guy with uh, the long hair? I can't think of his name. Really good mm-hmm. pitcher for Wake Forest.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I I know Burns and another their Friday starter is a top ten pick as well as Burns. So uh, Hartle's the guy, that, a lefty that's going to be their ace, I think. But uh, I can't remember his name either. Now that you mentioned his name,
5: yeah. Of course, they, they didn't know, make
1: well, them. They made they made them all last year, didn't they?
5: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I couldn't they, remember. Uh, eventually, lost the LSU and LSU. That's right. Got yeah. The championship game. There yeah. We
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Jake, uh, what do you think about them uh, charging this year for uh, the orange and white game?
0: Well, I I think it's kind of ridiculous, Josh. I mean, yeah. can we call this like it is? That game has no merit to it. Matter of yeah. fact, my last recollection of going to a orange and white game was when Butch Jones had them doing the circle of life drill in front of God and everybody, and it was so wow.
1: stupid. Yeah.
0: I haven't been back to an orange and white game since because Butch Jones ruined it for me.
5: And uh, they're
2: going
5: to have limited capacity, too.
0: there, are yeah. only 10,000 people. That's, I mean, that's all it's going to be. I mean.
1: Some people, it's their only chance to even get into Nealon. you know, if you think yeah. about it, because tickets are right. were good, and even against the bad teams, tickets are expensive. We're seeing... And kids love to meet the players. I mean, who wouldn't want to meet Nico? You know, like, that's a cool thing as well. Now, they may get other yeah. opportunities. Nico's going around to different places, but even the line to wait for him and all that yeah. stuff's just outrageous. But I don't know.
5: Guys, uh, that was a great win last night against Arkansas, beating them by 30. And how about our boy Jonas to do with a 23-12 and 12 and a seventh double-double this season?
0: I mean, it's impressive. I mean, he's showing out. He's doing what he's supposed to do against guys in which he's just better than. He's more dominant than. And that's what he has to do in every situation, every chance that he gets. If he's going up against another big that he knows that he can overpower, he's just got to manhandle the guy. Take over, yeah. like just full-blown take over the game. You know, he doesn't, like Rusty said, he doesn't have to get six dunks a game, but it'd be pretty damn nice yeah. if he could. Yeah. Joshy, we appreciate the phone call, buddy. We got to run. Thanks. Stay with yep. us. Hour number one of the books, hour number two of the GI Jake Show, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you tired?